Well, hi, my name is Chris, and uh, it is so good to be with you for our third Lenten midweek service. This week, we are going to be looking at seven stations in total. So covering a lot of ground here, but all of these stations center around the journey that Jesus took towards Calvary as he carried his cross. In the first station, we see Jesus exhausted um, after his body had been wounded and, and lacerated, and he falls beneath the weight of his cross for the very first time. In station four, Jesus meets his mother, Mary, um, and uh, obviously you would imagine that she's filled with grief, and this is uh, such an incredible meeting um, of, of a mother and a son. In station five, the soldiers force Simon of Cyrene to carry the cross for Jesus. Then in station six, a woman steps forward through the crowd to, to wipe the face of Jesus. In station seven, Jesus falls beneath the weight of the cross for the second time. In station eight, Jesus tells the wailing women um, to weep not for him, but to weep for themselves and for their children. And then finally, in station nine, uh, weakened almost to the point of death, we see Jesus fall for the third time. You know, there's no doubt that as we think about these seven stations, there is a lot happening here. And there's a lot that we could discuss about what is going on. But I'd like to focus today on this incredible image of Jesus, experiencing excruciating pain, exhausted beyond comprehension, and alone with a cross on his back. Yet, as we see in all of these stations, he still prioritizes people. Even in this, his perfect nature, not really needing the help of anyone, he still acknowledges, teaches, and loves people until the very end, even in the midst of this indescribable pain. How many times have I been in pain or have I been in a frustrating place and I can tell you that the very last thing that I do in those moments is care for someone else or think about someone else, but I'm pretty self-absorbed with the pain and the frustration that I'm experiencing. All I want to do is figure out how to stop my pain, how to deal with my frustration. And I don't know, maybe you can identify with that as well. But despite our self-focus, God does not withhold help. He gives us one of the greatest gifts in life, and that is the gift of people, the gift of community. To surround us in our most challenging, vulnerable, and difficult moments, and to give us help, love, and support. So in the next few minutes, I want to share a story from my life of a time when I was face-to-face with a challenging and a difficult situation, and I saw community come alongside of me. Now, I have to say right from the beginning that I actually feel very blessed because there, there's several stories that I could share with you. I could share with you uh, about the time when a young couple came alongside of me and provided a, a really safe place for me after I found out about the news of my parents' divorce. 
I could also tell you about some friends that, that showed up at the hospital after I had been in a pretty bad car accident. But the story that I wanna share with you today happened back in November of 2018. I had just returned to St. Louis uh, from Thanksgiving with my family in Tennessee. And I came to Pathfinder to help um, some other staff and volunteers decorate our campus for Christmas. And while carrying a Christmas tree, and yes, I realize I'm in my 40s and these kinds of things happen as you get older, I suddenly heard a loud pop and felt extreme pain in my arm. I immediately dropped the tree. I kind of tried to walk into the sanctuary without anyone noticing me. And to be honest, I was a little bit embarrassed. I mean, come on, I carried a Christmas tree and got hurt. I mean, really? That's uh, not something that you want to really talk about. But before I knew it, our hospitality director had found me and had made a call to one of my colleagues that I needed some help, that I probably needed to be taken to the hospital. Now, once I got to the hospital, within only a couple of seconds of the doctor examining my arm, he gave me the news. You have ruptured your bicep tendon. Of course, that sounds terrible, and uh, it certainly I could tell that there, there was something that was pretty serious going on, but I had no idea the road that was ahead of me. But what he proceeded to tell me was that I needed immediate surgery or the scar tissue would begin to form, and that was not good. And then it would be lots of healing and rehab, possibly up to six months before I could resume any kind of regular activities. Now, I'll say right now that maybe like many of you, I I have been blessed with a great family. Uh, My mom, my dad, my sister have always been so supportive, have always been present in my life and always willing to help in any situation. But what I saw and what I experienced in, in their companionship over these next few weeks was actually pretty amazing. Literally the day after I communicated kind of what had happened to them and, and, and the, the, the fact that I needed some surgery, there was a plan that was created by them and they pretty much insisted that I approve this plan. And what that plan was, was for my dad to arrive within the next few days leading up to the surgery to be there for the next few days after. Then my mom would take a shift and she would be there for another week followed by my sister to be there for the final week of the first three weeks of recovery, which are pretty brutal. During those time, during that time, my, my arm was in a cast, it was in a sling, it was completely immobilized, which pretty much prevented me from doing things for myself. Even the basic things of life, of eating, of showering, of getting comfortable, even sleeping or trying to change clothes became something that was pretty difficult to do on my own. Um, And to be honest, for a guy that has been single and has lived a lot of his life pretty independently, it was humbling to say the least. But here's the thing. Not only did my immediate family come to my aid, but my church family did as well. A meal train was set up and there was not only 
delicious food, but the most food that has ever been inside of my house at any time during this period. I mean, people just flooded me with so much um, love and support. And at the very same time, just assuring me of the prayers that they were offering um, as I had come upon this journey. Um, And though I would not by any stretch of the imagination want to relive those six months of recovery, they were pretty brutal. God used that time to show me the gift of people. And I think he showed it to me in a way that is pretty close to what he intended our lives to be like, to truly live in community. There was the hospitality director that saw me and found me. There was a friend that dropped everything and took me to the hospital. There was my family that came around me and literally waited on me hand and foot for three straight weeks. And then there was a whole broader group of people, of friends, that came alongside me and supported me with food and with prayers. These people stepping outside of themselves, pursuing and helping without ever being asked, exercising empathy and incredible compassion. The images of Jesus in stations three through nine so beautifully and clearly model what Jesus wants for each of us to turn our eyes to the people around us and to prioritize this gift of community that God offers us. We saw in these stations, the interaction with his mother, the interaction with Simon, the interaction with with this lady who came to wipe his face, and then the interactions with the people who were lamenting and wailing there along the road. Right now, Jesus is using people around you and around me to literally be the hands, the feet, and the eyes of Jesus. People who really do genuinely want to see you, who want to listen to you, who want to empathize with you, who want to show compassion to you, and ultimately want to love you. Or maybe He's using you to be that, some per, that someone in someone else's life. It truly is a genius gift that God offers. And it's in these times that we can be both the recipient and the giver of this incredible gift of community. So don't resist it. Open yourself to others and experience the transformational power of community. Wow, Chris, thanks so much for sharing that uh, experience that you had a couple of years ago. And man, I can relate. I'm sure the people at home listening can too. Uh, I know that my temptation in moments of extreme uh, duress like that, I just want to shrink in on myself and hunker down and get through it alone. Uh, And it's both humbling and just so amazing to experience the love of a community and people that rally alongside you when you go through pain and suffering. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that stuck out to me as you were talking was that the beauty of this truth that God himself became man and that he, all of his suffering wasn't an accident. It wasn't just he was lifting a Christmas tree uh, like he um, and, and couldn't do it anymore. Although ironic, again, that it was uh, you know, a Christmas tree that, uh, that took you out. Um, Jesus didn't have suffering accidentally happen to him. He chose it. 
he inflicted the suffering upon himself. And along the way, as you said, he met with all of these people because the intent of his suffering the whole time was for us, for our sake. And Jesus endured his suffering alone so that none of us would ever have to. And so, Chris, I, I love that you got to experience the fullness of that, that God surrounds us in moments of crisis, that we are never alone. And even if you hadn't had uh, family and friends and coworkers come alongside you in that moment, you would have had a God who himself had suffered, who himself knew what pain was, uh, and in, through his pain had redeemed even your pain. So thank you for reminding me of that. Thank you for sharing what was a, what was a slightly embarrassing but really touching moment uh, in your own life. And, and thanks for guiding us through with this latest station of the cross with Jesus. For those of you that are gathered at home, let's, uh, let's pray together and let's, let's talk to God right now. Lord God, thank you that, um, that you came alongside us to walk our path of suffering so that you could inspire and guide us as we now have to carve out our own individual lives, as we have to navigate the good times, but also the hard times, moments of injury and pain and struggle. And Lord, thank you for showing us that we never have to do it alone. And so Lord, right now I lift up everybody who's listening, whatever pain or struggle they're going through, I pray that you would be in it with them. And not just in it silently or invisibly, but that you would show them in real ways either directly or through the people, the family and friends that are your hands and feet in our lives. But remind everyone listening here today that we are not alone, no matter how agonizing or hard our struggle might be. We pray this trusting in your name. Amen. Well, thanks everyone. Have a blessed evening. Thank you for listening to the Pathfinder Church Message Podcast. If you would like to hear more messages like this, hit the subscribe button. You can also find more resources at our website, pathfinderstl.org.